I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hello and welcome to our second episode of Where to Go, the podcast which takes you on a journey through the past, present and future of some of the world's favourite destinations. Each bi-weekly episode sees us speak to a local expert about what they love about their city or country, the best things to do, how that destination is recovering from coronavirus, and crucially, when guests may be able to travel there again. I'm James Atkinson, online brand manager at DKI Witness, and this is Lucy Richards, senior editor at DKI Witness. Hello, hello. Hello, and today we are discussing Sweden and Stockholm. Yes, Sweden is just this endless source of stirring sights and exhilarating experiences from mesmerising coastal drives and kaleidoscopic skies to crystal clear lakes and the deserted snowy wilderness of the north. Nature really is your companion in Sweden. And couple this with some of Europe's coolest cities, including Stockholm and Gothenburg, where you'll discover artsy communities, effortlessly cool design and some of the world's finest food, and you really do have all the ingredients for a perfect destination. It's also this, one of the spiritual homes of slow travel. In fact, it's almost the law to travel slowly with the law of Almensraten. I hope I've said that right. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> uh, meaning that all residents have the freedom to roam in nature so they can camp, walk, cycle, ride and ski anywhere except for private gardens or land under cultivation. Uh, residents can also forage for food, swim in lakes, and pretty much do anything in the great outdoors, so long as they respect nature and don't litter. And shortly, we're going to be joined by Lola Akimadiokistrom, award-winning travel writer and photographer. Today, we're joined by slow travel expert Lola Akimadi Orkestrom, award-winning travel writer and photographer, the acclaimed author of two books, Due North and Lagom, The Swedish Secret of Living Well, and the editor of Slow Travel Stockholm. I am really excited to welcome you, Lola. I am a huge, huge fan and not to mention a fellow lover of all things Nordic. So welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Hi, Lola. Um, so... Uh, 
quick brief explanation of like the format and what we're going to do today. So we're going to look at the past, present and future of Sweden with Lola, understanding what makes it such a unique destination and how it has been impacted by coronavirus and how hopefully, fingers crossed, we may be able to visit again in the future. So we're going to start by looking at Sweden from a pre-coronavirus or COVID perspective. Um, so Lola, firstly, I, both me and Lucy watched your TED talk. It was brilliant. Oh, it, it was so, really, so wonderful. Really inspiring. If anyone's not an, watched it. It's, yes, you're such an amazing speaker, Lola. Oh, you really are. Thank you so much. Thanks. And for those who haven't watched it, the, the TED talk's all about the kind of the power of asking why not. And it's it's almost a kind of a, a personal journey through kind of how you became a travel writer, how you gave up being a, a what sounds like quite a good life being living as a consultant to follow your dreams of becoming a travel writer and photographer. Um, so for those who don't know, kind of uh, how did you make that leap and, and get started? And, and what kind of inspired you to want to uh, work in travel and become a writer and photographer? Absolutely. So um, many years ago, <laughs> I used to live in the US and used to work as a programmer. Mm-hmm. And, but I've always loved traveling. So when I traveled, I, you know, I kept journals and took photos to come paint mm-hmm. from those photos. But it was in 2002, I volunteered with an expedition race on mm. one of my vacations. And my job was to be a volunteer kind of web writer, mm-hmm. you know, about the expedition. And so it was in Fiji. I was writing about these amazing places who are visiting in Fiji. They were very remote, as well as interviewing you know, the athletes. And so that was when it all clicked for me. Okay. Like, oh my goodness, this is exciting. This is something I want to explore. This is a form of storytelling that really like just stuns me on. And so when I moved, um, got back, I started plotting my escape, you know, from programming <laughs> yeah. to explore this a lot more. How long did that kind of plan take? Like, uh... I would say it took uh, five years in terms of actually getting my first piece published, you mm-hmm. know, and then it, I kept working as a programmer until I was able to gain enough traction, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. because it was a side gig for a while and then jump fully, you know, just pretty much swan dive, you know. <laughs> into trying, so you, you kind know, of played the, played the long game in a way. and uh... Exactly, you know, but just also doing it in a smart way and sustainable way. And so, mm. Um, mm. you know, once I jumped into travel writing and photography and then moved to Sweden over 10 years ago, Okay. That's kind of when I started creating some more regional expertise. And so then when you moved to Sweden, did you immediately move to Stockholm or were you living somewhere more rural beforehand? No, I moved straight to Stockholm. And, and, what, and yes. you've been there since. So kind of what makes Stockholm so special? So what I love Stockholm, what I love about Stockholm is just, it's got this big city mm. feel, but in a kind of very charming way. Yeah, I can see that. And a small town feel. So it's weird because it's a cosmopolitan city, but it also feels like a small town. It's got a lot of nature. It's the the city itself is just physically stunning. Yeah. It's built on fourteen different islands. Oh wow! Okay. So so when you look at um, Stockholm from an elevated position, or from maybe an hot air balloon, which also flies out, yeah. you know, in the city. Wow! Okay. Um, it's just beautiful to see visually from the top. Yeah, I so, remember I, I and, went to Stockholm a few years ago and I remember flying in to, yes. um, uh, is it Osvenston Airport? Uh, but I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, terrible pronunciation. <laughs> um, no, uh, right. um, um, yeah. But uh, 
yeah, I remember fly, sort of flying in and you just see all of those islands and it looks like you're not coming yes. into a city at all. It's, uh, exactly. yeah, it's amazing. You know, it's really beautiful. And so it's just a very super photogenic city. Sorry, Copenhagen, but you know, Stockholm <laughs> wins. Yes, yeah, so you prefer, yeah. you obviously do prefer <laughs> Stockholm to Copenhagen. Though. Absolutely. I mean, it's just physically stunning. It's a physically stunning city. And then, of course, you know, with its, it's got about 30,000 islands yeah. in its, you know, islands and scaries and inlets in its archipelago. So it's, a, it's just a geographically kind of beautiful place. Yeah. So James has been to Sweden and Stockholm, <laughs> but I never have. So Lola, <laughs> pretending that, which I don't know very much about Sweden at all, can you briefly introduce Sweden as a whole? Like what can visitors expect? Sell it to me. So Sweden is, I mean, it's, I would say it's actually the fourth or fifth largest country landmass in mm. Europe, which means it just covers a large area from the north to the east, to the west, to the south. And all of those regions are very unique. Okay. So when people say I'm coming to Sweden for a week, I'm like, it's usually not enough because, for example, when West Sweden, which is where Gothenburg or Göteborg mm-hmm. is, that region has its own geography and it's that's one of the best places for seafood in the whole country. So everybody okay. knows that, you know, and then just the south where it's more lowlands and mm-hmm. and um, kind of closer to the Danish border and, and Malmö mm-hmm. down yeah. there. And then Stockholm is just so much when if you love culture you know if you love food if you love just a laid-back kind of feel yes. you know to your vacation that is what stockholm will give you and one of the things i always uh, recommend is once you get to stockholm try and get onto the water as quickly as possible okay. yes yeah because because it's one of the best ways to kind of flow through the, you know yeah between the islands and see just how beautiful oh, the architecture is you know and of course northern sweden you know you've got national parks you've got you know um just really rich indigenous sami culture yes. and so there's so much to explore in sweden yes sold yes yeah. so something for everyone by the sounds <laughs> of things it sounds like yes. there is sort of something yes. for every taste so you mentioned a little bit about um, sort of national parks and also a bit earlier about your description of Stockholm, about um, getting onto the water. And I know you write a lot about slow travel as well. And it sort of seems like it's it's sort of built into the Swedish lifestyle. Uh, what can other countries really learn about traveling from the Swedes? Mm. Yes. So just talking in general about slow travel, I always say it has nothing to do with duration because mm. some people say slow travel, they think I have to be in a place for months mm. on end. To really kind of get you know on that the place but slow travel to me means pace mm. at which you explore a place so even if i'm in stockholm for three days i can actually slow travel stockholm based on the pace and the theme i choose to explore the city mm. and so that's kind of what i'm an advocate for is just not doing too much just picking one or a few things and then going in depth yeah. through those things yeah. and so that's one of the also the mindset of uh kind of the Swedish culture as well, which is a logom, which is very not too much, not too little, just right. Mm. So creating kind of the right experience, just right experiences as well without overdoing it or, or feeling the need to check off every single thing. On yes, your, on your check-off. yes, yes. Yeah. And then, you, uh, yes, as you say, I suppose if you do it that way, you just you get so much more out of it, don't you? If you're not kind of rushing yes. to take everything off your list, it means you can properly enjoy it and make the most of it. I remember like kind of going exactly. around Stockholm and uh, it's kind of like, it's not one of those cities where there's like necessarily a tick list. I mean, you can approach it like that. You could go to, uh, you know, the Vast Museum and the Abbey Museum and, and and all of the kind of 
usual places that you'd be expected to go to. But actually, you can wander around the Jogarten for hours on end. Basically, uh, you can yes. you can plan a whole half day just to spend wandering around the city as well. And as you say, like it's kind of on the water and beautiful. There's mm. different ways to appreciate it. The Scandinavians exactly. have just got it right, haven't they? With sort of, you know, how how you guys live. I'm thinking also of, you know, a few, I know a few years ago we had the whole Denmark and Huga. There was that whole sort of Huga phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. Just we should we should all be moving to Scandinavia. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, every place has its best pattern. You know, it's not always perfect, but yes, there's lots of things to enjoy. So then, yeah. um, do you have any sort of uh, favorite travel stories from your time in sort of traveling around Sweden, Lola? Yes. So one of the things, and I don't know if you guys knew this, but I used to be um, Swedish, Sweden's official photo blogger for two oh, really? years, which meant they had, yes, yeah, so Sweden's official website, sweden.se, had mm-hmm. blogs. And I was, and my job was to kind of travel around and take some pictures about the country, you know, around Sweden, what I was experiencing through my own lens. So I really got to explore Sweden yeah. just from top to bottom. And some of the amazing experiences have been a lot from northern Sweden as well, like chasing the northern oh, lights. Gosh, you know, I mean, they're amazing. And seeing them many times, you know, or spending time, you know, with um, like the indigenous yes. Sami community when they invite mm. you yes. in and show you and introduce you to the culture. And and then on in West Sweden, you know, going out with the fishermen, what they call um, seafood journeys or seafood safaris, where you go out and you go get, mm. um, we call it their, their version of the, Big five, okay, which is okay. you know, yeah, which is like oysters, mussels, uh, crayfish, shrimps, and lobsters, you know, and so going and and farming for this as well. So, wow. I mean, there's so much to explore around the country, and I love getting beneath the culture, yeah. just through food and traditional lifestyle. So, that's kind of what always drives yeah. me. So you talked a little bit about kind of storytelling and that being a reason why you got into travel writing as well. And that's an amazing, lots of stories to tell. There. Yes, 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 yeah, absolutely. And and also because it's because I didn't grow up in Sweden, there are also things that I may mm. notice or be more yeah. observant about that maybe people that grew up here might take for granted. So that's also the bonus. And that's also kind of why I wrote the book Log. I mean, it was from a, a really kind of outside in perspective, but also being living in the country, being a naturalized Swede and speaking Swedish. So I was able to bring kind of those two uh, points of view. So storytelling for me is, you know, that's how I navigate yeah. my backyard. <laughs> So now we're discussing the present and Sweden has been much discussed around the world in recent months as the only EU country not to have a full lockdown. Whereas this was originally seen to be a popular decision in the country, Sweden has subsequently been hardest hit by Covid amongst all the Nordic countries. And when countries such as the UK announced their quarantine exemptions when opening the metaphorical door for travel, Sweden was not immediately added to many lists. For context, we're recording this in late July and Sweden has opened its own borders to many EU countries. We're going to take a look at how the last few months have been and what Sweden is like today. So, uh, Lola, Sweden has been under quite a lot of international scrutiny um, as one of the countries that is one of the only countries really to adopt uh, the sort of herd mentality approach. Um, What do you remember about the kind of early days of the virus and how did the residents of Stockholm kind of feel about it? How did you kind of talk about it in your, your own friendship groups? And Exactly. 
So very early on, there was already a split, mm -hmm. right? And so the split was between those that were born in Sweden that that trusted the government mm. fully, regardless of whatever policies are in mm -hmm. place, because it's the government is always looking out for the people, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then and then the other group were the expatriates and the immigrants who come from different places and say, well, mm. you can't put all your faith in the government. This is new for us. Mm. This is strange. And so there was a lot of tension where when people were expressing concerns, lots of locals were trying to, we call it sweet explaining, explaining, <laughs> look, this is how it works here. You don't have to worry. It's worked for decades. We're good. Until the numbers started rising, yeah. you know, in terms of like the infection and, and death rates. And then people were still trying to explain it away, but still get, were becoming a lot more uncomfortable, yeah. even, even, you know, uh, Swedes. And so the irony is because it's a country that loves rules and regulations, if the government had just switched tactics, yeah. people would have followed. Yeah. Like it wasn't, you know, and so that was what is also making it frustrating is if the government had said everybody just wear face mask, masks, everybody will do it, mm. yeah. you know, because it's not it's not a society that just questions the, you know, it, it's one that trusts the yes. government. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so so the early on, uh, early on with COVID, it was really, there was a lot of tension. I mean, people let, kept their, their kids out of school and it was mostly foreigners mm. that kept their kids out okay. of school. The others were fine, you know. But then after a while, in Sweden, kids' rights yeah. supersede the parents' decision. So your kids have to go back to school because it is their rights to be in okay. school. Uh. So, so there were so many kind of social, you know, um, tension. But, uh, but now it, it feels like, like people just know that COVID is there and are doing whatever they feel like. They want to do and some people are following government guidelines some people aren't so how have you so found it have you, how have you found because i think you said you have some kids you know i'm were they at home you've obviously been working from home like how how have you yes. have you been okay yes so uh gratefully we've been fine you know we've avoided uh the the disease but um for the first six weeks we kept them at home mm. because i just wasn't comfortable putting them in yeah. school yeah. you know and but then after six weeks, I had no other reason, even though it was just mother's instinct. Yeah. It, it got to the point where some schools were actually reporting parents to like social services Gosh. because they were keeping, you know, the kids home. So they went back to school. And even though it's a lot looser here, you know, I mean, we, we still practice social distancing. Yeah. You know, we yeah. are still very cognizant. And I think we're all trying to do our best as good citizens, yes. you know, to make sure that even though the rules are a bit looser here, that doesn't mean we should just run rampant yes. and, and infect everybody. Yeah. So, so yeah. Does, it, does it feel a bit more, I mean, obviously you got, uh, in Sweden, it's been going on for since March or so, like the rest of Europe. And um, uh, does it feel like it's kind of getting back to normality now or, or is it kind of, is it still very much in everyone's heads? Um, I think it's getting back to normal, which is what's, um, because people are, the, the thing that's difficult is because people can't travel as much, you know, mm. out, outside of Sweden, because many countries have actually put Sweden on the red list. Mm. So that has affected a lot of people's vacation mm. yeah. plans. So people are, so what they're doing is just traveling around Sweden a lot more and then congregating on beaches. Yes. And, you know, 
So it's kind of like life is slowly going to normal because people feel like they're outside of the risk zone so they can live their lives. But I think what's frustrating is that they can't leave because they've been banned, (laughs) you know, by other countries for a while, you know. I know that um, James and I both loved in your TEDx talk the line where you said, as a travel writer, I'm moved by curiosity both abroad and in my backyard. And that seems especially potent in lockdown um, so have you sort of seen, what have you been doing in Stockholm? Have you seen some new sides of it? Have you kind of been traveling around the city? You know, what, what have you kind of discovered in your backyard? All right. So I have been limiting my traveling around Stockholm, actually. And mm. Stockholm has been a lot more quiet, you know, I mean, especially during the summer, people just kind of, mm. they go to the archipelago or out into the countryside. And so Stockholm has been very, I would say relatively quiet, mm. right? Mm. A lot of businesses have struggled, you know, I mean, and the government has been great in terms of trying to subsidize and keep, you know, like a lot of the restaurants, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know, afloat. Um, so the hospitality industry in Stockholm was really hit hard. But what I see as I move around is just, again, because Swedes are so connected to nature, yeah. mm-hmm. They find yes. solace in nature. So everybody's just out in the parks, you know. Yes. We have to remind them to stay apart, but it's <laughs> out in the parks, you know. They're going out hiking, they're you know, out on the water. They're just going back to to the outdoors, which is where Swedes really feel comfortable. Yeah. So that's kind of what I've been, you know, noticing and seeing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's interesting kind of putting that, if, if I think about like putting that frame on London, for instance, yeah. like lots of, you know, obviously pubs, restaurants, bars and, so and have been shut in London and actually it's kind of led lots of people to re-engage with green spaces and stuff. Yes. But I guess for Swedes that's almost a natural thing. It's Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. No, absolutely. And and even when things started in terms of social distancing, um because it's a culture where that naturally gives space anyway. Mm. You know, people are already in the beginning saying, well, Swedes will be fine because they just naturally socially distance. It's in their <laughs> kind of in their, you know, in their psyche, yeah. in their mindset. So um, so that was some of the things early on. But now it's got, you know, then it got a lot more serious. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no. So so there are some things in the culture that does facilitate a bit of isolation and individualism and not kind of clumping together, mm. you know, but but uh Yeah. And I'm assuming not after what you just said, but are are travellers right now starting to come back or for now is Stockholm very much just sort of as it was? Or are you seeing people coming from sort of abroad or around Sweden generally? Mm. Yeah. So tourists have started slowly, very slowly trickling in. I think, uh, was it last week where one of the big cruise ships, because we have ferries between Stockholm and the Baltic, yeah. kind of Baltic states, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, so, like, to Tallinn and to Riga. And so one of the ferries went last week and there was, like, this whole big fanfare, like, oh, look, the first kind of <laughs> ship of, you know, of ferries of people moving. So I think people are slowly beginning to move around while still staying very cautious. And But I think it's also the other way around because it's the summer and people leave Stockholm anyway. Yeah, okay. You know, yeah, so, so the city is usually quiet in july okay anyway anyway uh, interesting okay. so what kind of places have people been kind of leaving to go to you mentioned about heading to the beaches and so on but mm. is it yeah. just all over sweden does everyone kind of yeah so 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 mostly again running towards the coastlines as well as two islands um gotland mm. is uh, kind of one yeah. of the bigger 
biggest offshore islands on the Sweden's east coast, kind of southeast, and then Erland. So those two islands is where kind of Swedes run to. But now a lot more people are going there because they can kind of leave yeah. Stockholm, you know, the country for yes for the international vacation. So they're all flocking there or they're all going out west because West Sweden is just a great place for vacation and lots of fishing villages and islands and island up in on this rocky oh, island. So, so that's where people have kind of have noticed people kind of yeah. Been, running yeah. up to so it's not too bad to not be able to leave the country when you've got such yeah, exactly. an amazing and, exactly and i've always said this i've always said is that it's very difficult to get a suite out of sweden during the summer mm. okay even pre pre corona because it's just a beautiful place to be there's a lot of sunlight you know the sun really doesn't go yes. down until like 10 yes. you know 9 10 gets up early and and the weather is very temperate, low hanging clouds. It's just a pleasant place to be yes. during the summer. So they might run out of Stockholm, but they're actually yeah. still in Sweden. Yeah, somewhere. I have to say that that's too. I, I'm very envious of you having seen the Northern Lights a few times. But I would love to see that midnight sun. Is it? Is it? Is it May till July when the sun just sort of doesn't set? Am I getting that right? Yes. So yeah, no. So it's kind of made through. Yeah, to kind of through the end of okay. July, and it's um. And up not, it just doesn't set. It just kind of overs, yeah. you know. Yeah, the, sort of hangs. The horizon. Yeah. yeah, it just hangs right there. But uh, the great thing is it's beautiful. You get some really beautiful light. Yes, you know, yes. Just especially, yeah, you just get some really beautiful light. Um, but the <laughs> crazy thing is then your eyes are just open. You, know, they, you, know, <laughs> you, you barely get anything. Of course. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, so. How amazing. I bet as a photographer, Lola, that's, you know, those kinds of natural wonders. You must just be drawn oh, yes. to like a moth oh, to Amazing. Absolutely. But especially in the winter where the sun actually never really truly rises. Okay. That's, that's where you get some really, because especially up north, the sun is kind of just up on the horizon. Yeah. There's a lot of snow, and then it oh, just casts this kind oh, of beautiful magical. glow on the snow. And yeah, so during the winter, you get some spectacular just light playing playing across the landscape. That's a top tip from Lola for listeners. <laughs> 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 sounds amazing. And have you been able to get your camera out and and take many pictures in the last couple of months, or has it been a bit frustrating in a way? It has been a bit frustrating. Mm. I've, I've kept it. I mean, I did pull it out because I saw it's something around it's called a sun halo mm. where there's um i don't know if you've seen those before but i took um a picture of that i saw that so i just brought out my camera made sure i took that shot but for the most part i've kept it you know i think next month i'm going to bring it out because i'm going to be on vacation yeah. and i'm going to just be exploring mm. and then kind of um and just blow them up you know blow the uh dust off yes. you know yes. before i go on my assignment in september no but uh but for the most part, and I think a lot of travel photographers also were in this kind of slump as well, mm. is mm. the first few months of Corona were just, I can't think. I'm not, I, there was no creative creativity. You just didn't want to touch anything. You were just like, what is this? When are we going to get out of, you know, this pandemic? Yeah, I think for a lot of people and, uh, in the kind of, in the industry, it, it felt like it was never yes. ending to start with. And I guess at least yes. there's a bit of a ray of light now almost. And uh, yeah. <laughs> No exactly, exactly. Yes. Um, <laughs> but that nicely leads us on to our next section. So we're going to look at a little bit about kind of what next for Sweden and also what next for you, Lola. Hold up. 
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So what's next? What's next for me? I mean, I'm really excited. I'm, my kind of next photography assignment is going to be in September. I'm really looking forward to that, even though it's probably to uh, just a neighboring country. Mm. But um, I've also launched my academy. You know, I've been teaching people, oh, wow. you know, yes. how to uh, how to become better storytellers. I'm launching tomorrow my course on how to sell your photos. You know, so I'm really excited yeah. about that. And as well as I, you know, keep doing the things I love. And not just doing them, but also teaching others the way I do it as well. Yeah. And what has worked for me over the years. So yeah. lots of little things going on, you know, in the background. But those that's what really I think I, I really about. admire about you, Lola. Is I love I love the fact that you, you know, you want to tell your stories and show your stories to the world. But it's also the fact that you're there to kind of encourage other people to do that too. And I just think that is, I've sort of long admired you. And I think that's just <laughs> incredibly cool. Um, oh, thank you so really, much. Really, really cool. Thank you. I mean... Thank you. And, you know, the tagline from my academy is putting the heart back into the craft. Yes. Because, you know, as we've worked in this industry, sometimes we've all kind of lost our way. Mm. And the reason why we got into it in the first place, and it's just about just creating something that's just so consumerist, you know, and consumer focused that there is no, that we lose the feeling of what makes travel exciting. Why, Mm. you know, and so this is, trying to help us get back to that and it sort of feels like post coronavirus when we haven't been able to travel as you're sort of saying this is the time that we really need to add that heart back into it as well it seems like actually it's kind of the it's the right timing for this yeah it's that kind of emotional connection really that i think um Mm. it's become reinforced when you can't do something it's uh yes you know uh, lucy works as an editor uh working on our travel guides I, i i work across all of our online stuff and um generally you know, you write about travel every day, you're thinking about travel every day, but actually when you can't travel, that's when there's yeah, a there's a re- real gap missing and you kind of realise yeah. about how emotionally connected you are to it. Um, yeah. Exactly. So it, it, exactly. is your academy kind of, um, has it got like a global focus? Can people join it online? Or? Yes, absolutely. It's already on, you know, it's already launched, it's online. It, it's, you know, everywhere in the world, you know, people can sign up for it, you know, and, and it's very intuitive, very easy to use, very visual. You know, because of I course. am a visual storyteller. Yes. yes. So, so it's so it's available. Absolutely. Fantastic. <laughs> that sounds great. Um, uh, so, in terms of like your own plans, do you have a? You mentioned about a kind of an upcoming assignment. Where Where is that? Where Where are you yes. going to? So it's probably gonna be in Finland. You mm. know, right now mm. you, you never know if they change. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. You know, because because it, yeah because it's for it's for a travel magazine. Mm-hmm. One you know, <laughs> and um, 
and and then just other things you know is um you know i'm gonna be this fall because i'm also an entrepreneur and i run my own business yeah. so i'm gonna be part of a court of entrepreneurs and founders with um that's gonna be mentored by a venture capitalist com- uh, you know okay for, uh, company so so lots of those kind of business side of of things as well and uh some really exciting news is I'm go- I've got another book coming out. Okay. It's it's not travel per se because it's fiction, but it's based in Sweden. It's oh, fiction. So, oh, wow. So that's, yeah, so so I'm really excited about <gasps> is that. Is this your first so, fiction book gonna, then? Yeah, it's, it's fiction. It's all fiction, but um, but based in, you know, it, it spans the US and the UK, but mostly in Sweden. Oh, wonderful. And so I'm really excited about it. Is it, is it, um, I'm, is it a classic Swedish crime noir or is it kind of... Uh, if you, no, no, no. You no, haven't no. gone for that cliche. Um, <laughs> no, 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 not at all. No, it, it's uh, upmarket fiction. So it's more like a, a mix of literary fiction and contemporary. Wonderful. So very character-driven dif- yeah. with very relatable plots. Okay. You know? And so, yeah, so I'm excited when, when does it. it come out? Have you got a date yet? Or? Yeah, so it's, it's um, going to come out next year. Okay. But uh, yeah, but uh, but you'll know soon once I okay. once the announcement. Okay. You know, we're just kind Watch of like space. you know making yeah, absolutely. exactly you know let, letting the ink dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> say, say, you know, so then but yes, absolutely. But mark your calendars next year. Oh, that's really exciting. Yeah, I can't <laughs> yes. wait to read it. And, um, uh, so and in kind of in terms of Sweden, like are the government doing anything to try and get travelers coming back to Sweden? Um, I know. Obviously, there's many countries where which can't visit Sweden right now, but mm. I think there 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 is a bit of a tidal shift, and you know more countries are kind of becoming coming back online as as governments go. Are are the Swedish right. government doing anything related to that? Or well, I don't know. I think it depends. It's their priority is more just containment and trying to make sure it's not mm. spreading as much. Mm. So yes, you know, mm. visit Sweden and all the tourist boards want people to start coming back in, and I know. Um, I just worked on a branded collaboration that, that's about spending time in Sweden. Mm. Okay. So I think they are looking for the right time to get all that kind of messaging out. Mm-hmm. You know, that, say, that says, you know, come relax and rejuvenate, you know, and things like that. But focusing on the things that make Sweden great, which again is that it's the closest closeness to nature and outdoors yes. and eating, mm. eating close to nature and natural and sustainable sustainability. So it's that's where the promotion is going to be around. Okay, you know, yes. In t- once we start kind of opening and getting people back in. So do you, So then do you think that sort of 2021 is the year for kind of slow travel, which obviously you're a huge advocate for? Yes. Well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a big year for slow travel, but also backyard travel. Mm. Yes. So there's going to yeah. be lots of road trips. Yeah. Um, one, of, one of the things I do is I work with different destinations as well, where we do like kind of marketing, social media collaborations mm. and one of the Baltic countries we're actually in in a negotiation right now, okay. but it's about a road trip. You know, it's about trying to see how we can get people to reconnect again with the country, yeah. and then through road trips, which is slow travel, and then exploring in a way that's sustainable, that um, creates distance. Yeah, you know, socially, so you're not packed on buses or public yes. transport, yes. and and you know, spending time in nature. So that's kind of where people are going to start focusing and targeting, you know, their tourism. It's going to be either health tourism, mm. you know, spa, wellness, mm-hmm. relaxation, outdoors, slow, all those kinds. Those are the things that are going to really um, 
in 2021 I anticipate are going to be and top. how about yeah. people coming to kind of to Stockholm will they be experiencing Stockholm differently to how they would have before kind of coronavirus and the lockdown or, or will it sort of do you think you know if James and I were to come would it be largely as, as it was before really it may be largely as it was yeah. I mean I think there might be some things in terms of like hygiene or you know trying you know when you visit places um, masks are not being worn. Yeah. Right? Okay. So you're not going to see. So that's not going to be a phys- something that you physically see. Yeah. You know, there are people that when they wear it, they do it because they are the ones that just want to protect you yeah. know others and themselves. And but on in that regard, you're not going to see a change. No. Okay. It's going to be the occasional few people wearing masks. But what you might see a change is more maybe spacing. You know, like on public transport. Um, right now. When I go on a tram, like a small tram, mm. the conductors don't come around anymore to kind of check mm. their tickets because that's also for their okay. safety. Okay. You know, or now with the buses, there's now shields and, um, you know, a chain around the, the driver. Okay. Uh-huh. So you so you actually just go on the bus now for free. You just go on the back. Okay. So you don't have to go in the front yeah. and then scan your ticket and interact and spit on his ticket. Yeah, yeah. And back, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, so, so things, those kind of things are changing in the right now. I don't know how long term it's going to no. be because they still have to make money on transport somehow. Yeah, and, you know, people are traveling for free for now. So, so those are some of the things that you might see yeah. if you come to Stockholm now, just a little bit of those, uh, those changes. Are the yeah. boats still running as regular, as normal in Stockholm? Because that's such a yeah. essential part of the, of the transport infrastructure there. Yeah, you mean with the yeah. boats? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The boats are still going, ferries are still going, you know. So so that's, th- there isn't any change there. Mm-hmm. I think it's just more, you might see a lot less people on some of the tr- public sure. transport, you know, yeah. just people trying to space out a little bit more. Um, but generally it doesn't sound like it's too dramatic a change. No, it's, it's not too dramatic. I mean, it's not too dramatic. It's just if you come now, it's, the city is not as, because it's sure. July, people are not sure. in town in July, you know. But you, said, but you won't see a major, major change. You you'll notice a few things, but it's not going to be drastic. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. you said a bit about the uh, sort of hospitality industry really suffering quite a lot. Has there been closures over there, or or do you think it, it, has the government succeeded in kind of like helping people through it? And yes, I mean, I, I think they are really trying to keep that industry afloat. And I know some of the hotels are now beginning to get booked fully mm. because of people coming into Stockholm mm. from outside of Sweden, you know, because people are now traveling a lot more around Sweden. Mm. Yeah. And so now a lot of them are now targeting their marketing towards locals. Okay. Our target, mm. our, you know, target <laughs> language, you know, yeah. was for international people. But now what is a local going to look for when they come to our place? Because they already know everything else. Yes. Yeah. So how can we make our property or our restaurant or something you know targeted to locals yes. and attract them as well yes so there's so there's yeah, a lot of that going on as well yeah um how interesting, interesting. That's, that's, yeah as a side note sort of slightly unrelated to this podcast we can edit this out we're working on a series about locals here in house <laughs> with various okay. cities and it's exactly that where we're trying to think about london you know what can locals do in london like rediscovering their city etc so this is exactly. i guess going to be a, a huge thing isn't it it's kind of getting exactly yes. as you said the whole backyard discovering your backyard and getting people to sort of explore their cities in their in their you know afresh 
I suppose. Exactly. I, I exactly. think there's there's a lot less like kind of big ticket travel. I think that's a big trend for next year. And as you, yeah. as you said, that kind of leads into slow travel and ex- exploration, but it also leads into kind of people really looking for hidden gems and, and yes, odd exactly. bits and pieces yes. and, and things they've never seen before. And seeing that, yeah, you know, I think exactly. seeing your city in con- continually different lights is actually yeah. something that's quite exhilarating. It's, uh, it's very, absolutely. yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? I mean, the, I, I'm in East London and the idea of like going to South London, I'm like, oh God, I hear South London's <laughs> lovely this time of year. Get me there, Pronto. <laughs> exactly. You can come anytime, Lucy. Well, well, okay. Welcome to come here. Thanks, James. Thanks. <laughs> Um, and and yeah. I, I think like obviously uh, 2020 has been a really strange year in so many different ways. Yeah. And um, in your TEDx talk, you kind of look at how we sort of change narratives in rooms where others are like locked out of, and yeah. and you know how uh, how we can break down some of those doors. Mm. And do you think kind of some of the more positive elements of 2020 have started to? open doors slightly I mean you talk about kind of advocacy with your academy um mm. uh, and do you think there's actually quite a, a you know a potentially sort of positive future in terms of those doors starting to open people starting to absolutely absolutely and I think you know just with the Black Lives Matter movement mm. and 2020 and that has really opened you know it's still going to be a long journey mm. it's, it's a long struggle but that has opened a lot of doors because people are at, are at home mm. and have time to focus yes. on, en- you know, the energy yes. mm. to actually, you know, address this properly. And so I think that's kind of like the blessing in disguise yes. and is that some of those doors are now opening up, you know, within the travel industry as mm. well. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, people are now getting the assignments they deserve, you know. Yeah. And so it's, so that is one of the blessings I see is that it's now really, causing the industry to self-reflect and yeah. say why 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 did we have this doors closed yeah you know yeah for so, for so long mm. so yeah and as you said sort of maybe yeah uh, 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 with the lockdown giving people a bit more you know to just stop and listen and learn it was as you sort of said a bit of a blessing in disguise and yes. something something hopefully to come out of uh coronavirus i think so yeah, many times in the past like you know Black Lives Matter has been going on for so long and, mm. uh, uh, you know, but it continually comes up and then goes away as an issue. And actually, mm. it's really positive to see that it stayed on the agenda in the past couple of months, that people are engaging, yes. people are committing to institutional change as well. Mm. Exactly, exactly. So so it's a, it's a matter of just, you know, staying the course yeah. because, you know, ne- ne- nothing got changed overnight, you know, yeah. but... Um, but I am very positive, at least some of the changes have been made. And so it's now once we start traveling again, we don't forget. Yes. You know, I'll be like, oh, we're good. Yeah, you know, yeah I think this this is a year that's changed everything in so many ways, hopefully. Yeah. And, and yes. you know, hopefully things for the better in the future. Then Lola, you t- touched on the art industry as well. Do you have yes. any advice for you want to give to people who want to get into travel writing or photography? Obviously, you have your academy. Do you have any kind of real pearls of wisdom for, for, for any budding writers or photographers? Absolutely. You know what? I think it first of all starts with passion. I know it's cliche, but if you're not passionate about what you're doing, yeah. because the road is going to be bumpy, there's going to be ebbs and flows, sure. you're not going to be able to sustain yourself if you're not passionate about what you're doing. Another thing is try and create a niche, niche early and niche fast okay. because it's too late to be everything to everyone. Mm-hmm. So what you want to do is, based on what you are naturally passionate about, try to create expertise in that area. Because 
your voice like you, you you write with authority yeah when you are truly interested in what you're writing about yeah so that and that comes across in your work like I'm not a surfer. I've never gone surfing. So I'm not, so if I write about it, they're going to see through me yeah. quickly, yeah. you know? So, so that's one of those things. And then with uh, photography, one of the things I always say is find your visual voice and find it early. Mm. And what that means is if I take about 10 of your photos and put them together side by side, can I tell it's from the same photographer? Yeah. Can I see that there is a style, mm. there's a technique? Yeah. Because one of the things I see is there's so many epic landscape shots yeah. right landscape shots but i don't know if it's james or lucy or yeah. or dave or scott that took <laughs> that epic shot yeah. because it all looks the same mm. but if i see a shot that may not be technically perfect that may not be my taste but i'm like ah yeah that's lucy's shot yeah that's where you want to be as a photographer yeah yeah so that's where you know you want to start kind of growing your visual voice and that's what's going to really help you stand out is because you have a, a style. So is that kind yeah. of like experimenting with your style, trying to push it in different yes. ways, trying to, uh, you know, add stories into your style and things like that as well. Exactly. You know, and just do, and even it could be just even down to the way you edit your photos, you know. I mean, the way I edit my photos, they are really vibrant and very like high contrast and lots of dark blacks. Yeah. And that's because I used to be an oil painter. That's what my yeah. eyes see is when okay. I edit you know, and so that's kind of, that comes true when I edit just my work. Yeah. And and if you see a Scandinavian photographer from, you know, they've got more like muted colors and low key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you can tell. Yeah. So you can start telling what, you know, what influences a photographer. Yeah. Like, yeah. Based on their background too. And I guess for that, you kind of, you start to get, when people commission you, you start, so they, they have an understanding of your work. They know what you're about. And yes, it's probably exactly. easier to work with them and understand their briefs because they know what what kind of style you, exactly. pro- you approach. Yes, absolutely. Amazing. That's a, that's a great tip. Sage advice. I wish I could actually take photos. I, uh, <laughs> I'm terrible. Me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, um, those courses are coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. We'll, we'll sign up. Later. We'll sign up. Exactly. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, uh, <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us, Lola. I think it's 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 been wonderful having you on the show. Um, yeah, and it's a new totally. show as well. So thanks for bearing with us. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Uh, but you. It's, it's fascinating to hear about Sweden and Stockholm. I really want to go back. Like uh, it's yeah yeah. <laughs> It, come back why not yeah it's i have to say lola talking to you has been one of the highlights of my lockdown so thank you so much it's so oh. lovely to have met you at last i'm really hoping at some point we can meet in person i'd love that absolutely absolutely and thank you so much thanks for thinking about me for this oh, as well no thank not you. at all so great to meet absolutely. you guys. absolutely <laughs> to get closer to sweden yourself our dki witness sweden guide is now available whether you want to glimpse spectacular northern lights sample new nordic cuisine in stockholm's trendy restaurants or kayak across crystal clear lakes, your DKI Witness Travel Guide makes sure you experience all that Sweden has to offer. Find it in all good retailers or on Amazon via the link in our episode description. In the next episode, available in two weeks' time, we'll be visiting New York City with New York experts, Rico Olzen and Laura Can't wait for that. It's going to be really, yeah, really I'm fun. really excited. It's going to be good. Uh, special thanks again to Lola uh, for being... <sighs> Such an amazing guest. And we look forward to uh, you joining us again for our next episode. Yes, yes, definitely. I'd love that. See you then. Where to Go was produced by the team at DKR Witness and presented by Lucy Richards and James Atkinson. For more information about DKR Witness, follow us on social media at DKR Witness or visit dk.com forward slash eyewitness.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 